St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast. This podcast comes from our own Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. titled, What Will You Give Up or What Will You Die For? I hope you enjoy this podcast and be blessed. Be 
Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that we stand before you this morning, Lord God, giving you thanks, honor, and praise, O God, for all things. We realize, God, that this is the day that you have made. Lord, help us to rejoice and be glad in it, Father God. Even now, God, as we go about our affairs this morning, God, we pray that you'll meet us here in this place, O Father God. Meet us in our houses, in our cars, God, in our sanctuaries, wherever, God, we may be coming together to you, O Lord God, and to worship your name this morning. We pray, Lord God, you just endow us this morning with your precious Holy Spirit to preach and to teach your word, O Lord God, in a manner that's well-pleasing to you, that's understandable to these, your people, God, and allow it, God, to glorify you and edify this body of believers, Father God. We pray this morning, God, that someone may hear your word and come crying, I yield, I yield, what must I do to be saved, Father God? And when they do, God, your son Jesus would open his arms and welcome them, O Lord God, and save them and cover them, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask now that you, Lord, would take control of these services and have thine way. Lord, we love you, and we do praise you, and we ask you all in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake we do pray, amen, amen, and amen, amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And we pray that God move this morning, amen. We pray that God move on this morning. And in Romans chapter 5, we're learning as we go along, amen? And in Romans chapter 5, and if you're hearing, we will begin reading at verse number 1, and then we'll highlight the appropriate scripture. Romans chapter 5, uh, beginning at verse number 1, it reads, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope make not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given of, unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Let us pray. Father God, even now we bless you, we praise you, we tell you thank you, Lord God, for the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And even now, Master, as we come before you, we ask that you just endow us now with your precious Holy Spirit. We pray, God, that you would move and have thine way. You speak, Lord God, to your children listen. Close my mouth and open up your voice and speak to us, Father God. Open our ears, open our hearts that we can receive and hear your word, God. We tell you thank you in advance, God. And Lord God, once again, we ask that you just glorify thine self. Save someone today, God. Deliver someone today, God. Open the eyes of the blind today, God. Open the ears of those who are deaf, God. Oh, God, even now, Lord God, we're saying, Lord, have thine way. 
Save someone today, God. Deliver someone today, God. Set someone free today, God. We tell you, thank you, Lord God, and we ask it in Jesus' mighty name, and for his name's sake we do pray, amen, 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 amen. This morning, just a, a question I would, would ask, and throughout the course of the sermon, there are a series of questions, not very many, um, that we would like to pose um, before you this morning. Uh, the, the first of which, and we'll use that um, for our thought, what would you give up? What would you give up? Many of you may say, um, before I can answer that question, I've got to have another question asked before I can answer that. But we're going to get to that in a minute. But one of the things we want to let you know is, you know, whenever someone decides um, they're going to give up something, normally there has to be a reason for giving that up. And normally that reason would have to come back and benefit the individual who's giving it up, amen. Um, you would rarely, if ever, find someone who's just willing to give up something with nothing in return. Even with our finances, amen, we put our monies in the banks, amen, um, not to benefit the bank, but really put our monies in there to benefit ourselves first and foremost. We want to make sure our money is absolutely safe, amen. We want to make sure it's safe that the robbers and the thieves cannot break in and steal it from our home. Now, with that, we understand there's often bank robberies, amen, that goes on on a regular basis. But with that, amen, we thank God, amen, for his mercy and his grace and some of the laws and some of the things he put in place on this earth, amen. And we have this thing called the FDIC, and they actually ensure some of the money that we actually deposit in the bank, amen. You leave it at your house, amen, there's no insurance for it at all. I don't think your policies cover that kind of money, amen. But with that, amen, there's a reason you put it in there to protect it, amen. Often when we invest, amen, we're not investing for the sake of a company. We're investing because there's some type of return that we expect, amen. So I ask the question, amen, what would you give up? Many of you see a pondering that question, amen. You can look around, amen, your house, and there's many things that you have that you really don't need, but you're not willing to part with them. Um, I watched a story about a hoarder just recently. And she had all of this stuff, amen, that could benefit her in no way whatsoever. But she was unwilling to part with it because it meant so much to her for whatever reason. We can understand why she would not. And by the same token, people may look at you and wonder, amen, why you have such excess and such surplus and you would not help anybody out, amen. But I still ask the question, amen, what would you give up, amen? And once again, you will ask me, Brother Preacher, amen, Give me a reason for giving something up, say amen. Um, what would you give up, amen, for a loved one, amen? Um, many people have answered that question. Well, I would give them a kidney. Well, I watched a series the other day, and a young lady's sister needed a kidney. And she went to her sister, sister, I need a kidney, amen. And you're a man, I need your help, amen. The sister said, well, I've got to think about that one, because if I give you one, I'll only be left with one, amen. Notice how selfish we are, amen. You have an individual who has something that they need, amen. You have what they need, amen, which you can do without, amen. And she was unwilling to do it, amen, because she was selfish, amen. That's the way we are, amen. If there's nothing in it for us, amen, most of the time people are unwilling to do, amen. Uh, what would you do, amen, for a better life? Many of you would give up a whole lot to have a better life, and it's an unfortunate thing, amen. Even today we find with some people have actually sold their soul to the devil, amen. They've turned their back on God because 
they wanted a better life. Amen. They saw somebody living large and they thought that that person was all in charge. Amen. And as a result, amen, they tried to get the life that they had. Amen. And as a result, they had to turn over their soul to the devil to give it. I'm here to tell you, amen, what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Amen. There's no benefit in that at all, amen, because the word of God lets us know, amen, that heaven and earth shall pass away. Amen. But his word is going to stand forever. Amen. So don't sell your soul. Amen. To get a better life. Amen. See, here's the thing about it, church. Amen. God created you and I in his own image. Amen. And God said, if you belong to me, amen, I'm going to take care of you. What do you mean, brother preacher? He said, I will never leave you nor forsake him. And God said, and I will provide for your every single need. You heard the word before, amen. He said, amen. He take care of the lilies in the valley, amen. He take care of the birds in the sky, amen. He take care of every single thing that he has created, amen. And therefore, amen, though you don't have the better life, or you may think, amen, because people that hate living your best life, you don't think you're living your best life, that you need to give something up, amen, to get a better life, amen. I'm here to tell you, amen. If you're walking with God, amen, you're living your best life right now, amen. If you have your hand in the master's hand, amen, God is going to take care of you, amen. So don't give up, amen, your soul, amen, for a better life, amen, because I'm here to tell you, amen, after a while and by and by, it's going to get better. What do you mean, brother preacher, I've been around a long time, and things are not getting better. Well, if you want to get better, amen, if you want a better life, amen, Give your life over to Christ, amen, and he will take care of your every single need. What do you mean, amen? The word tells us, amen, taste and see that the Lord is good, amen. All you got to do is give your life over to Jesus, amen, and you'll be able to taste the goodness of God. You'll be able to see God, amen, and you'll be able to experience, amen, the goodness of the God while you're in the land of the living, amen. John says, amen, I would that you would prosper and be in good health, amen, even as your soul prospered, amen. So what is he saying, amen? He said, even while you're here on this earth, amen, walking and doing the will and the bidding of God, amen, if you walk with God, God, I will meet your every single need, amen. Even though, amen, you don't have, amen, that better life as you define, amen, but God, I'm going to take care of you. So what he's saying, brother, preaching short, I want you to take comfort in God. Knowing that he's going to take care of you. Things in your life, amen, they may seem bad, but they're not as bad as they seem if you walk with God. The thing you need to do is stop and stand still and see the salvation of God, amen. But I'm saying, brother preacher, stand still and watch God make a way out of no way at all. Now, if that's not good enough for you, amen, I'll use some very famous words that came up in. What do you have to lose by trying Jesus, amen? You have nothing to lose. If you think your life is bad, amen, it can only get better with Christ, amen. Hallelujah, somebody, amen. I know I'm right about it, amen, because I was there one day when I thought things were so bad, amen, but along the way, I met a man named Jesus, amen, and then things got better. And oh, by the way, I didn't have to sell my soul to the devil, amen. Thank you, Lord. So the question is, amen, what would you give up, amen? Many of you say, well, I would give up a whole lot of things for a fresh start. Some folk, amen, they've given up their life, amen, to run and try to have this pipe dream of a life, amen, with the right person, amen, and they've left every single thing behind because they wanted a fresh start, amen. Your fresh start comes by giving your life over 
to Jesus. Not selling your soul, amen, but giving your life to somebody else, amen. Give yourself to Christ, amen, and he tells us in the word of God that if any man be in Christ Jesus, amen, he's a new creature, amen. Behold, all things become new, amen. Old things are passed away, amen. God says, amen, if you want a fresh start, amen, turn your life over to my son, Jesus Christ. But notice, amen, there was always something in those areas that you was chasing, amen. But here in our scripture today, uh, we find, amen, where Christ has actually come, amen, and he has given up heaven. Woo! He's given up, amen, that, that, that those streets of gold. He's given up those pearly gates, amen. He's given up, amen, all of that in heaven, amen, to come down and see about you and to see about me. Notice, amen, amen, in Romans chapter 5, amen, verse number 6. It says, um, for when we were yet without strength and due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, someone even dare to die. And then notice now, notice, notice, notice. In, in the next verse, amen, he says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Notice, amen, what did Christ give up? Christ gave up heaven. Christ laid down his life, amen, just for us. What do you mean, amen? He stepped down through 40 and two generations, amen, not because, amen, we were doing it right. Stand still just for a minute. See, many of us, amen, if somebody's real good, we'll help them out. But if somebody's not so good, we won't do it, amen. If I say, will you lay this down for this old wretched person who's done you bad? Many say, brother, preach, amen. No, I won't do it, amen. I won't do it for some folk that are close to me because I know what's going to happen. They're going to turn around, amen, and bite me again. They're going to turn around and mess up again, amen. But notice, amen, when Christ, amen, he, it says, amen, that in due time when we were without strength, amen, meaning we were dead in our sins, we were weak, we were dead, we couldn't do nothing, that's when he died for us. He didn't wait until we got right. He didn't wait until we could do something for him. Go ask yourself the question, what can you do for a God who can speak and they let there be light and light shine? What can you do for a God who can breathe upon dirt, amen, and make it a living bit? What can you do for a God, amen, who strung up, amen, the stars in the sky? What can you do for him? What can you do for a God, amen, who can tell you to live and you live and tell you to die and you die? What can you do for God other than give him praise? But give us, he's already got angels in heaven who can do that too, amen. So what can you do for God? God said, there's nothing you can do for me, amen, but guess what? Because I love you, amen. I sent my son Jesus to die for you. What would he give up? Everything for you and for me. And not only would he, he gave it up. Why do we talk about this morning, amen? Because we're looking, amen, we're being selfish, amen, and we're not focused on the Lord, amen. We need to stop, amen. Take just a minute, amen. Take a half a second and think about what God has done for you. Think, church, amen. What? Has Christ done for you? Make it personal. What has he done? Put your name on it, amen. Ask yourself the question. Self, what has God done for me, amen? If you're born again believer, you say, well, he saved my soul. And he didn't just save my soul. He laid his life down for me. But notice, amen, he didn't lay it down when you got right or when you was good, amen. Christ died for you while you were messed up. Knowing, amen, all together that you'll turn around and do something else again. Paul asked the question. He says, shall we continue in sin that grace
grace may abound. And then he answers the question is, God forbid, amen. But what happens, amen, many times, amen, God will rescue somebody. He will save somebody, amen. He'll deliver somebody, amen. And they'll turn right around and like a dog, they'll turn around and go right back to their vomit. They'll go right back and do the same thing over again. Now notice, I don't just speak about individuals, I speak about self. I know God has delivered, amen. God has brought through. And next thing you know, when I did the same old thing again, and I found myself going right back to God one more time, Say, Lord, it's me that's standing in need of deliverance again, standing in the need of prayer. God, here I am. And I know I'm not the only one. But others have attested the same thing, that God took me out of this mess, a bad and abusive relationship, amen. He took me out of the habit of drugs. He took me out of the whole, out of the, 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 the thing being a whole market. But all of the, God delivered out of those things. But what happened? Folk turned around and did it once again. And what did God do? God just reminds us, amen, that while we were yet in our sins, he died for us. And he said, hey, if you come back again, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to restore you one more time. But church, I'm telling you, amen, you cannot keep on and keep on taking the grace of God for granted. Then, oh, he saved me then. He delivered me then. He's going to do it again. After a while, amen, you're going to lay down, amen, this busy walk of life, amen. You're going to give up the ghost, amen. What do you mean, amen, you're going to die? And the Bible tells us clearly, when you get to that point, then cometh your judgment. But notice, he says, for when we were yet without strength. First point, church, Christ was willing to give up heaven. Christ was willing to give up his life, amen, when we were in our mess. When we could do nothing at all for him, amen. And guess what? He says, we were not right. But some folk, amen, for a righteous man, will one die? Scarcely. Maybe. I might think about it, amen. But what about somebody who's unrighteous, amen? Somebody who you know is going to bite you and keep doing what they do. Will you help them out? Will you save them? Will you deliver them? Christ looked down upon this earth, amen. And we were wicked above all, amen. And yet he still, amen, left glory, amen, and came down here just to die for us. That's what he did. When we were yet dead, amen, when we were without strength, when we could not help ourselves, church, and we're still in that place now, amen, we can do nothing at all to preserve our life, amen. We thank God, amen, that a vaccine has come, but we're no short of the grace of God, amen, and the blood of Jesus, amen. That will do no good, amen. Why? Because God is in control of all things, church. I'm not saying what you don't do, but I'm just telling you, amen, without God, it's not possible with God, amen, all things are possible, amen. But here, amen, when we were yet without strength, Christ died. He gave up his life. Next question I have for you. I ask you, what would you give up? What would you die for? Would you die for somebody who's just reckless, relentless in their pursuit of destruction, reckless in their own life? Would you die for that? Many say, man, I ain't got that. I, I ain't got that. I, I know. I love me too much for that. But guess what? The Bible says that Christ Jesus was God's only begotten son whom he loved. And guess what? He allowed the son he loved 
to come down and die for us. And there's no doubt in me. Christ in me had to have, this is me now, had to have a love of himself because he was just like God and he loved the Father in me. But guess what? He laid all that down in me to die for you and for me. We're not saying that your dying for anybody is going to prove anything at all except you ain't got no sin in it. You better point them to the cross of Jesus because he's already died. He's already shed his blood on Calvary. He's already been pierced in the side. Amen. He's already had the thorns on his head. Amen. He's already been nailed to the cross. Amen. He's already been, been, been put in the tomb. Amen. And God has already raised him up. Amen. Don't you try to die for nobody. What you need to do, amen, is allow your inner man, allow your selfishness to be brought down. You need to humble yourself on the mighty hand of God and say, that one who have done me wrong, who I'm not willing to help out today, I'm willing to point them to Christ. I know I pointed them before, amen, but I'm willing to point them to Christ one more time. I'm willing to give up my life for theirs. What do you mean? Not your physical life, because that's no good. But give up your way of life to help somebody else. That's what we're saying. Christ, when we were messed up, he died for us, amen. He gave up. Just a story. He really died for our sins. Now notice my final thought here, amen. It's not because of our goodness, it's not what we do, amen, but it's by us placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Notice, amen, the Bible talks about Noah, amen. He was a righteous man, he was a father of faith, amen. But notice, amen, Abraham did some things that wasn't right, but he had his faith in God. It was not misplaced. Read the scripture for you, amen, out of Romans chapter 4. Here's what it says. It says, what shall we say then that Abraham our father has returning to the flesh has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glorify, but not before God. He can glorify before men, but he cannot glorify or be glorified before God. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. To him that worketh is reward not reckoned of grace, but of death, of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Why was Abraham considered righteous? Not because of what he did. Not because he was willing, amen, to allow his son to be slain, amen. That's not why, amen. Not just because he followed God, but because he believed God. And today, church, amen, we've got to believe on the only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, amen. We've got to believe that God sent him, that he died, and that he can save us, amen, and he can save us to the utmost, amen. we got to believe that he's the only way out for us. It's no other way out. I listened to a young man the other day, and I was talking about someone who he had worked for. And the guy he had worked for, since he had been let go, the guy had not spoken to him in like guy was devastated. As a result of him being devastated, his life spiraled out of control. Amen. And he made a statement, amen, that really it just grabbed me. He, the, the, the young man, amen, probably in his 40s, he still ain't crying like a baby. And he's like, you know, I was willing to die for him. Amen. I was willing to lay my life down for that man. And what did he do? He would not give it up. See, Christ he laid his life down for us. And the thing about it, since he laid his life down, he's still going to talk to us when we lay our life down for him. That the Bible says, my sheep 
They know my voice. That means those who have given their life over to Christ, amen, he's not going to turn his back on you. When you need Christ the most, when no one else will talk to you, when no one else want to be around you, amen, because maybe you just haven't done things where they think they should be done, amen. Maybe, amen, you're not as holy as they think you are, amen. Maybe, amen, you just did not bounce to that beat, amen. But Christ is still going to be right there for you, amen. Even if you fall down, church, don't stay down. Just reach your hands up to heaven, look up to the sky and say, God, I need you, amen. I'm standing here, amen, needing you, God, to pick me up, God. I cannot get up on my own, God. I am without strength, as your word said, God, but I know, God, you can pick me up, God. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, and he'll pick you up, church. What will you give up? I'm asking you today, if you have not given your life over to Christ, give up your life. God asked me to take your life. I'm asking you, amen, to give up your way like this. Give up your way of thinking, amen, and grab the word of God and ask Christ Jesus to come in your heart and save you, amen. And if you do, amen, he will in no wise cast you out. He will save you. And once you do, amen, you'll have a different perspective on life, amen. And you'll find out, amen, all of those things you've been struggling with, amen, when you stop struggling, when you stop worrying about it, amen, when you stop placing your hopes, amen, in this old world, amen, you'll stop worrying about the virus. You'll stop worrying about the economy. You'll stop worrying about money, amen, because you know, amen, your name will be written in the Lamb Book of Life. And one of these days, amen, when Christ cracks the sky, amen, he will rapture you up, amen, and take you back to be with him. He told his disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be there all. how messed up your messed upness is. I don't care how bad your badness is. I don't care how wretched you are, amen. God is saying, I sent my son Jesus Christ to die for you. He didn't come down to die for those who were saved. He came down to die for those who were wretched and wicked and undone. Those who are outside, amen, he engrafted us, amen, into the body. He adopted us into the family, amen. And as a result of that adoption, guess what? We have a right to life with him, amen. When he comes back, church, so today, what are you willing to give? Are you willing to give up yourself for Christ? Are you willing to? At some point, church, I'm telling you, listen good. At some point, you're going to have to choose to either be with God or be against God. The Word of God tells us very clearly when we read over the Revelation how the Antichrist is coming, and John says he's already here. He's coming, and when he makes his mark, when he starts taking a stance, and when you start being revealed, you will have to choose either to live for God or live for the Antichrist. What do you mean, amen? He's going to give you a choice of taking a mark, amen. And if you take it, you can't wipe it off. You can't go back and have a do-over. You can't have a reset. You can't say, oh, I'm sorry. I was deceived, amen. He fooled me. He duped me. He conned me, amen. I bought the snake oil, amen. And I thought it was going to work. But you can't go back, amen. So I'm going to ask you right now, amen, that you choose Christ Jesus today. For when you choose Christ, he lets us know very clearly that he will fill us with his Holy Spirit. He will seal us until the day of redemption. That means, amen, when you take the seal of God, you don't get the seal of the enemy, amen. That's right, amen. The enemy, amen, the antichrist, amen, the devil, amen, oh, spookful, amen. He is walking about seeking whom he may devour, amen, whom he can get to come over to his side. And if you got the mark of God on you, if you seal with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to worry about it. You'll know the enemy. 
and you'll walk away from him. Why? Because you're trusting God. Christ has made a way, church. But if you don't receive Christ, when the enemy comes, you will fall for him. You will think this is a way. Because the time will come, and we're not too far for without having the mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy nor sell. You're going to hear your children crying. You hear everyone pushing and tugging you to take the mark, amen, that you can feed those crying mouths. But once you take it, church, you can't go back. So I'm asking you today, amen, to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. And he will, through everything, he will take care of your every single need. How do you know this, preacher? Well, guess what? Notice what the scripture says. I'm almost done. I'm almost done here. Notice what it says here. Now, if, if when we were yet messed up, if when we were yet messed up, he died for us, how much more while we're living for him that he'll take care of us? Notice what happens here in verse number eight. He says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. So notice now, while we were messed up, while we were enemies of God, sinners, I mean, we were wretches, we lived a wicked and wretched life. Christ died for us. Notice, we weren't on the side, and he died for us. So notice the next verse now, he says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Well, guess what? If while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by his death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his blood. If you give your life to Christ, amen, through everything that goes on, he's going to take care of you. Preach, I'm trying. No, you haven't. Give your life over to him. Maybe you're trying to work it out. You can't work it out, amen. It's not by works that any man should boast. You've got to have faith in Christ, in God's son, the one he sent down to die for us, the one who died, the one who they hung on the cross, the one who God raised from the dead, the one who God took back to heaven. You've got to give your life to him. And what you do, he's going to take care of you. Everything you have need of, he's going to give it to you. All you have to do is just believe that he is the son of God, that he came down, that he died, that God raised from the dead. The Bible says you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, then you are saved. He's going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Church, do you believe that today? If you believe it, That Christ, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe God sent you to die, make it personal for me. I'm a sinner. I'm a wretch. And God, I need you to fill me with your spirit. Save me now. If you do, he will come in and he'll suck with you. Final, final point. He says, I stand at the door and knock it. If any man, if any man open, I will come in and sup with him. Means he's going to come in take up residence with you. We notice in the Old Testament, God's spirit would come upon men. But when Christ died, he breathed on the disciples and they received the Holy Ghost. God fills us with his spirit once we receive Jesus Christ. Have you been filled with the spirit of God? If you've given your life up for him and he's breathed on you, got it. But once you're saved, church, you're saved. When you're truly saved, once you give your life to Christ, you are saved. So with that, amen, is there one who's ready today to give their life over to Jesus Christ? I don't care where you are. I don't care what color you are, what money you have, you don't have. If you can hear me talking to you this morning, I ask, are you ready to give your life to Jesus Christ? Is there one this morning?
that you're on Facebook is let us know you're ready to give your life to Christ. If you have been walking with the Lord, yet you have not fully committed your heart to him, Jeremiah says that God is married to the backslider. If that's you, just let us know. You can message me on privately. Message St. John privately, amen. We'll read them, amen. We'll call you. We'll pray with you, amen. If you don't want to put out there, amen, we'll lead you. We'll show you how to get to God, amen. Because he's standing there waiting. Stephen, when he was stoned, he was in the back. He was stoned to death, amen, at the hands of Paul. While Paul, amen, the apostle, he sat there with the coats on his arm. And he was letting them, hey, y'all go and kill him. They stoned Stephen. And as Stephen was dying, he looked up to heaven. And he saw Christ standing there on the right hand of God, waiting to receive him. Today, amen, if you give up your life, allow your old man to die, allow Christ to the future with a new man, you'll be able to look up to him, amen, and see the heavens open, amen, and God rejoicing, amen, because you gave your life over to Christ. Is there one today? Is there one? Let's bow our head for a word of prayer. Father God, even now, we stand this morning, Lord God, to just tell you thank you for your visitation this morning. We pray, God, that those who needed to hear this word, they would open their hearts and allow you to come in and save them, God, in the name of Jesus. God, those who are running from you, God, those who are ducking and dodging you, God, we pray for them now, God. We see them in the spirit, God. We pray now, God, you will save them, God, before it's too late. Snatch them out of the jaws of the enemy, God. And, Lord God, those who are desiring to come, yet they're afraid. They're afraid of what family, what friends, what this old world may say, God. I pray now, Lord God, you would give them the spirit of boldness, God, just confess your son, Jesus Christ, and turn from their wicked ways, God. Even now, Lord God, those, God, who have their hands seemingly in your hands, God, and in the enemy's hand, oh, Lord God, not knowing which way to turn, God, oh, God, I pray now that you would give them the strength, oh, Lord God, to look unto you and be saved, Father God. Even now, God, oh, we thank you, God, for Paul said, oh, Lord God, that when you want to do right, evil's always there, God. Remind them, God, that this is not the first time that someone has went through what they're going through, God. But if they trust in you, God, it will be all right, God. And please, sir, those who are seeking salvation for the first time today, God, I pray, Lord, that you, God, would just strengthen them now to give their heart to you, God. And when they do, God, seal them with your precious Holy Ghost, God, and walk with them, Lord God, all the day long, God. And please, your God, those who are struggling because their needs are not met, God, I'm asking, God, that according to your riches and glory, which is in Christ Jesus, that you meet every single need they have, God, that they may know, God, your God and God alone, Father God. We pray, God, you just glorify thyself through this word today, God. Save someone today, God. We tell you, thank you, Lord God, and we surrender all to you now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you.